We're going to do a little switcheroo, make everything topsy-turvy and witter shins on this Father's Day. How? I'm glad you asked. The suffix hood means something like the condition of a bunch of people of a particular character or class. Think priesthood or knighthood or something. We can also say fatherhood or motherhood, and by that mean the condition of being a father or mother. We also have childhood, though we usually use that to mean a particular time in one's life. So, I'm coining a new word, here and now. Sonhood. The quality of being a male child. What was it Nick Carraway said early in The Great Gatsby? In my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. Whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, he told me, just remember that all the people in this world haven't had the advantages that you've had. I've always liked that quote, never mind that Nick doesn't really heed it well. I myself have had many advantages in this world, certainly not the least of which were and are my parents. My childhood, there we are, you see, childhood, was more or less an unbroken string of enriching and wonderful experiences facilitated by my parents. I don't mean that in the modern way. They didn't arrange for play dates or schedule every single minute of time for myself or my younger and slightly shorter brother. I mean that in the sense that they arranged things in such a way that I'd be able to experience stuff. Yeah, I played Pony Baseball, which stands for Protect Our Nation's Youth, and ASO, which stands for American Youth Soccer Organization, and went to CCD, which I now know stood for Confraternity of Christian Doctrine. You know, I never realized how many acronyms were in my childhood. Anyway, some of it stuck. The lessons on the baseball diamond or the soccer field did. The ones in the pews didn't. But my parents were the ones who had put it all in motion. Their decision to move out to California when I was but a wee lad to find a place to grow up where I'd be safe and therefore able to explore my surroundings, both mental and physical, all of that made it possible for me to grow. The suburbs, yes, much maligned. Neither the pulsing vitality of the city nor the bucolic simplicity of the country. The suburbs are the vanilla sorbet of America, I hear you cry. But it was a life I cherished, even if I didn't know that I did. And my parents did that. My mother, Gina, was and is someone who embodies that almost cliche term, strong woman. Hers was and is a quiet strength, the constancy and persistence of the ivy coupled with the vigilance of the thorn. I suppose as a child I never really thought about how dinner was magically always ready right when I was hungry, or how clothes were folded and clean just when I needed them. I also didn't have the proper appreciation for how she shouldered every burden life and her oldest son threw at her, and did so with grace and elegance. Hers was and is a sort of cynical cheer, a dry chuckle at life, a roll of the eyes at tragedy and pain. I would say she is not someone who suffers fools gladly, but she suffered me, so that can't be true. She's a fighter, but not a counterpuncher. She looks at her cards and doesn't complain that she's got a six and a seven unsuited. I've witnessed many people for whom life is simply too much. My mother is not one of those people. Yes, I know there are many millions of people who had it tougher than my mother, but 
There are millions of people who couldn't have done what she did and continues to do. It's a strange thing to say, but she is one of two women in my life who taught me more about what I'll call practical feminism that I will ever learn from Betty Friedan, Simone de Beauvoir, or Laura Bates. The other woman is, of course, my wife, Sue. Both of these women are strong, but that word does not come close to describing them. As a matter of fact, I don't know that there is a word. Maybe just woman is, or should be, enough. I hope my daughter can grow up to become like them. She's already showing great signs of that. My father was and is likewise strong, but in a completely different way. He is a unique blend of both modern, progressive feminist ideas and traditional, stable, old-fashioned beliefs of hard work, integrity, thrift, and yes, a kind of harmless chauvinism that no one who meets him can help but find charming. What I mean by that is that he believes women can do everything men can do, but they shouldn't have to, if that makes sense. He believes at the same time that women should earn as much as men but that it's a man's job to provide for his family. He's capable of holding what someone else would say are contradictory thoughts simultaneously and without conflict. Maybe he's best exemplified by that Walt Whitman quote, Do I contradict myself? Very well, then I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. My father contains multitudes. My father can't be bothered with foolish consistencies, the hobgoblin of little minds like Emerson. He's a man who sees the world as it should be, as it could be, and worked tirelessly for most of his life to move the world in the direction of goodness, of decency, of rightness. My greatest lament for my father, who is very much alive and whom I suspect is listening to this very podcast, is that I wonder if he feels he failed. Since he couldn't push the world and its culture to the promised land of justice, compassion, tolerance, and wisdom, he wasted his life in the effort. No, Dad, you didn't. I'll take it from here. I've put my shoulder to the globe just like he did, because he showed me how. On this Father's Day, let me make sure I tell both of my parents that I love them, and I thank them more than I can for showing me how to be a parent, a husband, and a good man. And now, son, to you. I said earlier that not everyone has advantages in this world. Some are born into poverty, some begin life's journey without the resources, internal or external, to cope with the world. I know you have challenges, son, and those challenges are not your fault. You didn't ask for the burdens life placed upon your shoulders, and yes, it is unfair that you have to bear them. But your grandfather has had his own struggles. He wasn't dealt a fair hand either. He had to fight to get where he was. You were named after your grandfather, my father, for a reason. To remind you that it's not the winning that matters, it's the fighting. Fighting against the voices in your head that tell you to give up, that you're worthless, that you're nothing. You're not. You're my son, and your grandfather's grandson. And someday, perhaps, you'll continue the chain and be someone else's father. Maybe then you'll know, as I do now, what it means to be a son. Maybe a man has to become a father to truly understand sonhood. But in the meantime, I'll be here to guide you, just as I was guided by my mother and my father.